Nicole Maliotakis. Nicole, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Sid. How are you? I'm a little wild up this morning, obviously. Can you tell? Well, well, what happened? I'm riled up. I'm upset about the whole Jason Aldean oh. thing. Do you care? Not, not as much, um, but, you know, I, I try to catch up. You know, yesterday, last night, we were voting on 20, 20 different amendments. We have the yeah. federal uh, aviation authorization, and so we were in the chamber very late. But you know what the very uh, first bill we voted for yesterday? The very first bill we voted for was to prevent, to ban schools from being used as migrant shelters, which Eric Adams has done, and he is still proposing. In fact, Newdorp High School, my alma mater on Staten Island, he's saying he wanted to use it for the summer to house migrants. And so we passed a bill yesterday to prohibit schools and universities, public schools and universities, from being used as shelters. Hopefully Schumer will do something on his side, and he should pass our Border Security Act as well. Oh, that's a good job. So that was last night. But before that, again, you were at the speech, and I know you just heard me voice a couple of things I wasn't thrilled about. Again, complimenting Joe Biden, going out of his way, Herzog, to compliment Joe Biden. And, you know, the constant talk about appeasing Palestinians. I do understand that there's got to be peace between Israelis and Palestinians. I get all that. But uh, it's not the Israelis that start all these issues. It's just not. So anyway, what are your thoughts on his speech yesterday? Did you enjoy it? I did. I actually thought it was a great speech. It was one of the best. Um, this is probably the fourth um, speech from a, a leader of another country in Congress since I've been there. And I thought that this was uh, one of the best. I think he really. Wait, you think wait, he, he actually thanked Joe Biden? Well, he you know what was odd? And I actually I kind of commented uh, under my breath on that one because I kind of said, gee, Yes, he, he did appoint a group to do a anti-Semitism uh, uh, task force here, but, but he actually appointed the group, <laughs> one of the groups that actually is responsible for a lot of anti-Semitism, and that is uh, CARE, to be like a leader in that effort. So I thought that was kind of odd. Um, that I think you're being that. nice. Look, I think when you say kind of odd, I, I think you're being nice yeah. when you say kind of odd. I thought it was awful. And to me, well, that kind of disqualified the whole speech. You don't thank Joe Biden. This guy is part of the problem. I mean, I had Lee Zeldin on this week. I had Dove Heikend on this week, Nicole. He's in Jerusalem as we speak, and he's telling me that the people on the streets of Israel are sick and tired of Joe Biden sticking his face in Israeli politics. Well, one of the, one of the parts of my statement after the speech that I issued was uh, the fact that Joe Biden is insisting on reentering the Iran deal, lift, uh, in lifting sanctions on Iran. And I thought it was very important that uh, President Herzog actually addressed that yesterday, that, that you know, we can never allow uh, Iran to have nuclear uh, weapons, that he's obviously not going to be using them for peace. He does, that's not his goal. Um, and, and, and making that clear uh, during his visit. I think the other important point, though, that he made, which I thought was very gutsy and I thought was important and needed to be said, was to acknowledge uh, the fact that uh, these individuals, these members of Congress who boycotted his speech, who, you know, they, they don't want Israel to exist. And he called them out for that, and he called it anti-Semitism. Uh, and he called it what it is. And so uh, I thought that was very good that he were, was able to do that. And actually one of the biggest applause lines was him calling out those members. Uh, and it's unfortunate that we have members of Congress who speak the way they do, anti-Israel, anti-Semitism, anti-United States, right? It was one of the reasons why I said Ilan Omar needs to be off the Foreign Affairs Committee. How do we have somebody on this committee 
who bashes our own country and blames our country for what's occurring in Venezuela, all right, instead of the communism uh, and socialism of Hugo Chavez and Nicolas Maduro. So um, I-, I thought that was very bold of him to do that. It was the right thing to do, and it really, I think it went over very well with the members of Congress. But I heard him say Congress. Did he actually name these people? Did he name and shame AOC and Omar and Talib and Bush and Bowman and all these racists and anti-Semites? I didn't hear him do that. Did he do that? No, he, he didn't name them. But what's oh, interesting is, like, you wonder what. But this is the thing: you wonder whether he didn't name them. Why bring more attention to these clowns? You know uh, what I mean? Like, why, I why give them more attention? Uh, we know who they are. I think. I think. You know. I think it's. It, and now, the, and unfortunately, the number's growing, right? Before it was yeah, just but, but here's the thing. So, so, so we know, see, I love you to pieces, but I didn't enjoy the speech nearly as much as you. That's obvious because, again, complimenting Biden, who wants to bring back the Iran deal. All Iran wants to do every morning is destroy Israel. That was grotesque. He didn't name these people by name. You know who they are. I know who they are. But 99% of folks walking the streets, they don't watch Fox News. They don't listen to me every morning. They don't know. So every opportunity well, we've got. I speeches. I don't think they want to watch C-SPAN either. <laughs> no, I know. So every opportunity we've got to name these people in high-profile situations, it's kind of like Eric Adams, right? The mayor goes, even yesterday, he did it again. The migrant crisis falls on the state and the federal government. What if he said it falls on Kathy Hochul and Joe Biden? That would go a lot further. Same thing with the speech. Call these people out by name. Look, you got a point, but I don't think these people are watching. Um, uh, 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 many Americans are watching C-SPAN either. I mean, especially during the work day when they're going about their business. But it's, what's important is that you and I are calling them out, and you know, on Fox News and others, other stations, they're calling them out, uh, and that's what people need to know. They know they know that the squad is is growing, unfortunately, in Congress. Uh, and, and, and unfortunately, two of them are right here in New York, right? We got, and we should call them out right now: Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. And Jamal Bowman uh, are two of those individuals who boycotted the speech. Uh, and New Yorkers should know that. They should know that these individuals are among the groups that don't want to acknowledge um, Israel. Uh, they don't want Israel to exist, and they've made terrible comments. I mean, AOC was the one who actually went to the southern border and compared conditions at the southern border to concentration camps. I mean, that, what a horrible, awful statement. Um, and and delusional, right? She's just um, one of the more ridiculous members that we have, unfortunately, in the New York City delegation. All right, so we're going to agree to disagree. <clears throat> you thought it was a great speech. I thought it was weak. I thought it was actually very weak. Uh, let's get to the uh, the new police commissioner, and that is uh, Eddie Caban. I saw this, oh, Caban, I saw this on your Instagram. I thought it was very cool, Nicole. NYPD Honor Legion presents 2023 scholarship dinner the man of the year, at the time he was not the commissioner, Eddie Caban, and the citizen of the year, Nicole Maliotakis. Tell us about this one. Oh, what a great honor, the, you know, the rank and file, the men and women uh, of this great organization, the NYPD, um, just selected me to be citizen of the year, which was a great honor. And, and at the end of the day, that's what I am. I'm a concerned citizen. I may be a member of Congress, but I'm a concerned citizen who wants to see public safety in New York once again. Um, and since being in Congress, I've been able to deliver millions of dollars to the NYPD. They're getting some new vehicles. Uh, they've got new dogs for their canine units, so important as part of their anti-terrorism, uh, protect, protective equipment, um, you know, different, different things that they need, forensic equipment to do their job, 
and um, I'm doing it again this year. We're, we're earmarking money. I was the only member from New York City to earmark money for the NYPD. This year, actually, I've got the help of Grace Meng, a Democrat from Queens, who joined me uh, in, in, in putting together some money for the NYPD, and we're, we're trying to push that through uh, as well to give them the tools they need to do their job. But Eddie Kabam was honored that night with me, and it, it's great that you know he's being named commissioner. And I, I see my view is, the commissioner matters, right? Leadership does matter, but they need the tools to do their job, right? If you have a good commissioner and his hands are tied, whether it's by the mayor or whether it be by laws put in place by the city council or the state legislature, it's going to be difficult. So hopefully he'll have the ability to be able to do his job. Uh, the mayor will entrust him to to be able to uh, lead the men and women in blue and, and direct them to be able to do things. Because remember, their hands have been tied, right? They're, yeah. they're not allowed to cooperate yep. with yep. Federal immigration authorities, you know, they're, they're, they can't use certain tactics anymore. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's really hard. And when they make an arrest, and this is something I liked about the previous commissioner and the mayor, quite frankly, right? He has been vocal against the bail law and the need to fix it. Uh, and that's a good thing. We need a, a leader who's going to continue to do that. I was disappointed when, when the mayor chose to endorse Governor Kathy Hochul, without a commitment that she would make significant changes or repeal altogether that bail law. He shouldn't have done that. And that's the thing with Mayor Adams, right? He says the right thing, but then he doesn't use his power and leverage as a mayor to push him through. And he had influence there at that time uh, with the governor to make some serious changes. So hopefully we'll, you know, continue to, uh, to chip away. But we need more. We need more cops. OK, in southern Brooklyn. We've seen a number of crimes, disturbing crimes. Staten Island, too, crime is increasing. We need more patrol cars. And they're taking patrols from, you know, my, my district, for example, and moving them to areas that could be maybe considered more high-crime areas, but they're leaving my community vulnerable. And so we, we shouldn't be just taking and shifting these police officers. We need to increase the number. They are at a low number right now. They need more cops. They need more detectives. Um, and, and let's hire more, right? But the mayor's spending a billion dollars a year on, on you know, migrants instead of actually increasing yeah. yep. the ranks of the NYPD. 60 seconds ago, you mentioned Staten Island, and I know that the ferry workers really need, uh, as you point out, a reasonable contract. A bunch of people got screwed trying to get into Manhattan from Staten Island just a couple of days ago. What is the latest with that? Look, what's right is right, okay? These ferry workers, the captains, the mariners, the engineers, they've been working without a contract for 13 years for over three administrations, and they deserve to have a contract, and they need it, by the way, because they're severely underpaid uh, uh, compared to the private sector, and they're leaving a lot of these members to go to the private sector. And so, you know, the other night, there was just two, two guys called out sick, and it basically, you know, crippled the overnight service of the Staten Island Ferry. That's the, that's the point where it is right now. So it's critical that the mayor, city of New York, that they strike a deal with this union to, to you know, increase their pay, increase some of the benefits so they can be more, more, more attractive to these skilled workers. It's important for safety. It's important for service reliability. We need to provide a reliable service on Staten Island, uh, between Staten Island and Manhattan on this ferry. And the only way we're going to do it is if we can retain these skilled workers uh, and don't keep losing them to the private sector, which pays so much more. Um, and so I'm hoping that they're, they're, they're actually, I think, at a, at a critical point right now. I think they can seal a deal. They're very close from what I understand, speaking with both parties. Um, I hope they do it because we need to do it. 
uh, both for the workers and for the communities that rely on this service. What a great job. Up late last night uh, taking care of all those bills, Nicole. You got up extra early for me this morning. Good for you, Sue. Yes. And you had a I'm home run. A second cup of coffee, ready to go. <laughs> well, great job, Nicole. You were terrific this morning. Thank you so much, and have a great day. Thank you. Great to be with you, Sid. Thank you. That is the awesome Congresswoman, my friend Nicole Maliotakis.